You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, I was kind of inspired for this episode, so we're going to kind of look into the past and see what we can come up with. Uh, but before we get into that, let's start with our first segment. Let's building with Joe. So you might have remembered a, a couple episodes back, I did a uh, double decimator list, and uh, we've kind of seen that popping up a little bit in the meta. Well, here's another one that I heard about that uh, I wanted to throw in my own little flavor on, and it's a double ghost list. So what we've got is we've got Andrew Alexander Callus with Dorsal Turret, Blaze, Ursa Wren, Agile Gunner, Chopper with Ion Cannon Turret, Leia Organa, Jen Urso, and then Arvel with Crackshot and Predator, and Derek with Elusive and Tracer Missiles. You can really put in whatever four-point upgrade that you want in there, but essentially what you have is you have two absolutely massive battleships that um, can pretty much start on whatever part of the board you want them to start on, and you have two objective runners to go in there and um, just plink away. So I... I think this has the potential to be really solid. And from what I understand, the, uh, the double ghost list that I heard about in the wild is actually somewhat similarly good, um, to the double decimator list. So I recommend you giving it a shot and seeing how it does on the table for you. All right. Let's go ahead and go into our next segment. AMG Rules Forum. Starting off this week, we've got spinning focus tokens with no focus results in a roll. OP. To follow up on the earlier question, if I don't roll any focus results, i.e. blank or hits crits only, can I still spend a focus token to allow another effect to happen that is caused by spending a focus token? Answer. Yes, so long as it falls within the correct timing window and there is a cost to be paid. The TIE FO pilot static is the best example, allowing you to spend both a lock and a focus token to change all of your results to critical results. Focus results do not need to have been rolled in order for this ability to be triggered. Next, repairing damage with Republic R2-D2 Astromech. OP. Using this upgrade, allow me to repair a face-up crit to face-down damage? Answer. Yes. Both face-down and face-up damage cards can be repaired. If a face-up damage card is repaired, it is flipped face-down. If a face-down damage card is repaired, it is discarded. Next question. Han Gunner and Perceptive Copilot. OP. Does Perceptive Copilot trigger after gaining Scum Han Gunner's red focus? Answer. Yes. Perceptive Copilot crew allows you to gain one focus token after you perform a focus action regardless of difficulty. Next question, Underslug Blaster. OP, Underslug Blaster Cannon states, After an enemy ship executes a maneuver, you may perform this attack against it as a bonus attack. This is stated without referral to the next paragraph. 
Does this mean that the target lock is not required for the bonus attack? The next paragraph states, attack, target lock. Your dice can be modified only by spending the lock for the default effect. Answer, no. All attacks from Underslung Blaster require a lock. The verbiage, this attack, is in fact referring to the next paragraph. Next topic. Thane Kyrell. OP. Thane Kyrell states, while you perform an attack, you may spend one focus, hit, or crit result to look at the defender's face-down damage cards. Choose one and expose it. When using Thane Kyrell's ability, do only you get to look at the defender's face-down damage cards? For example, if the defending ship has three face-down damage cards and Thane Kyrell rolls a blank, blank, and eye result on his attack, Thane can spend the eye result to look at the defender's three face-down damage cards, choose one, and expose it. Is the Thane Kyrell player the only person who gets to see the three face-down damage cards, or does the defending player also get to see those cards? In other words, is the act of looking at the defender's face-down damage cards information only privy to the Thane Kyrell player, as opposed to open information to both players? <clears throat> Answer. Yes. The critical damage information remains hidden to the player who controls the damage ship and is only revealed to the player controlling Thane Kyrell in the T-65 X-Wing. Next question. Sane Morana and Deadeye Shot. OP. Sane Morana's Imperial TIE Fighter pilot ability is read as, while you perform an attack, you may spend one critical result. If you do... Deal one face-down damage card to the defender, then cancel your remaining results. And Deadeye Shot's ability is described as, while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your bullseye arc, you may spend one hit result or change one crit result to a hit result. If you do, the defender exposes one of its damage cards. Question. While Sane Morana performs a primary attack and gets a hit crit as the result, could she spend the hit result first to trigger the ability of Deadeye Shot, exposing a face-down damage card the defender has, then use her own pilot ability, spending the remaining crit result to deal a face-down damage card to the defender? Answer. Yes. Both of these abilities occur during Step 2B, Modify Attack Dice, and may be resolved in either order. Note that if you resolve Sane Morana's ability first, all results would be cancelled, leaving nothing for Deadeye Shot or Deadeye Shot to modify. <clears throat> Next question Thermal Detonators. OP Thermal Detonator states During the system phase, you may spend two charges to dot that many thermal detonators using the one straight or two straight template. Each must be placed using a different template. When using thermal detonators, must you declare beforehand whether you are dropping, going to drop one or two thermal detonators before placing them? Or can you drop one thermal detonator, see where it drops in relation to the other objects on the playmat, then decide whether to drop the other thermal detonator? Answer. Yes, you must declare how many thermal detonators you will drop in the round and spend the appropriate number of charges before dropping them. Next question, drop a set of cluster mines. OP, I played against a Tripfire Spray class squad and met a scene in a recent tournament play, although the key part did not actually happen and is keen on how to resolve the game. Here's the scene. 
A fire spray class flies along the edge of a play area and drops a set of cluster mines, and part one of the side mine is outside the play area. How should it be resolved? A. The charge of the upgrade is spent, and the one that is partially outside the edge should be removed while the other two stay safe because each of the cluster mines is an individual device. Or B, the whole set should be returned to supply and the charge spent should be recovered as the drop does not occur because the three cluster mines share the same upgrade charge. Which way is right? Answer. A device cannot be placed so that a portion of the device would be outside the play area. If this would happen, play is reversed to before the device is placed, the device is not placed, and any charges spent and other costs paid are recovered, and the player can choose not to place that device. While cluster mine consists of three individual devices, they are still part of a whole. If while dropping a cluster mine set, one of the devices would be placed outside the play area, the entire set cannot be placed. Next one. Wings. OP. What is the approved method of making a wing? Outside of the quick builds, included in the EPIC expansion, is, is it name pilot duchess as a wing leader, for example, and X number of academy pilots or similar setup? And can you mix faction, empire, and separatist, for example, in a wing? Some clarification would be much appreciated. I hope this makes sense. Answer. Certain command upgrades designate ships as wing leaders and give instructions regarding wing consistency. For example, veteran wing leader designates the equipped ship as a wing leader and specifies that two to five ships of the same ship type constitute a wing. Cross-faction squad building is not supported in any official rules. And the last one that we'll read for today, Barris Offi Errata. OP. In the new errata file updated two days ago, the Republic Deltas are divided into two separate ships. One is in a more expensive Delta 7B, and the other, the cheaper one, can acquire the CLT configuration. The errata states that Barris Offi in the Delta 7B has two force instead of one. Is that correct? If so, does CLT Barris also have two force or one per the original card? Answer. This was an error in the errata. Barris Offi should have a force value of 1, recurring. An updated document will be made available soon. So what I wanted to do at this point was kind of look into the history of uh, X-Wing and look at some of the lists that were powerful back in the day and see if with a few tweaks they would still be just as powerful today. So to do that, I'm on Pink Brain Ratter. And I'm looking all the way back into wave 3A. And I'm looking at both hyperspace trials and extended events. So, um, and I wanted to look at a few different list types and then what the modern iteration of that list might be. So I'm going to start off looking at Madrid. And this happened in June, on June 29th of 2019. And the list that I'm looking at specifically um, went top 8 and top 16. Uh, no, I'm sorry, just top 8. And it was Darth Vader with Afterburners, Fire Control System, and Hate. Sunter Fell with Hold Upgrade, Predator, Shield Upgrade. 
and a Scarif base pilot. Now, again, this is when people were bidding all the time, so going last was very important, and this list came in at 186 points. So what would that list look like today? Well, um, you still get Darth Vader, but in this case, I'm running Defender Vader with heavy laser cannon, juke, and cluster missiles. You also get Suntrafell, and for this one, I'm running Shield Upgrade, Crackshot, and Predator. And you have a Reaper as well, and for this one, I'm running Vermeil with Death Troopers, Shield Upgrade, and Elusive. Now, you don't get the guarantee of going last in this list, which was very important to the uh, previous Imperial Aces. Excuse me. But you still have a very hard-hitting list that is very mobile. So, I don't know. I, I think it could still potentially have legs. Next, I wanted to look at the uh, Padme Amidala Hyperspace Trial. And this one also happened on the 29th of June, 2019. And... We see in top four, um, the old Rebel Beef. And for those that have been playing for a while, will recognize this list. You have Wedge with Swarm Tactics and S-Foils, Cassian Andor with Leia and Pivot Wing, Braylon Strom with Crackshot, and Ten Numb with Crackshot. Now, for this new iteration, I'm also looking at the GMI Games Hyperspace Trial that also occur, or that occurred on June 8th, 2019, and I'm looking at a variant of it that um, ran Dutch with Ion Cannon and Veteran Turret Gunner instead of 10 Nub. And what we have for that is Wedge Antilles with S-Foils, R4 Astromech, Proton Torpedoes, Elusive, Hopeful, Braylon with Fire Control System, Proton Cannon, Ion Torpedoes, and Elusive, Dutch with R4 Astromech, Dorsal Turret, Plasma Torpedoes, and Hopeful. And Cassian Andor with Pivot Wing, Leia Organa, Tactical Scrambler, and Elusive. And again with Rebel Beef. So this was uh, a different time in X-Wing also where you didn't necessarily have to engage. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the same with... Players on this list would typically slow roll up the board and um, get the engagement that they want. Now, you're not going to be able to slow roll as much, but you still have the same kind of idea here where uh, it's just a lot of health and a lot of firepower. And honestly, I think that uh, this list also has the potential to be incredibly good. Now, um, there were two other lists that I wanted to look at, also from the GMI uh, games, and one was the Sinker Swarm. Now, the uh, Sinker Swarm back in the day used to look like Sinker, Luminara with R4, and four Gold Squadron Troopers. Now, with how points are right now, you, you can't build out this list like that, but you can get close. So, what I've got is I've got Sinker with Wolfpack, Veteran Tail Gunner, Dedicated, 
R4P Astromech and Shield Upgrade, JAG with Dedicated Ion Torpedoes, R4P Astromech, Clone Commander Cody, and Veteran Tail Gunner. Then we've got Axe with Shield Upgrade, Kickback with Shield Upgrade, and Stub with Shield Upgrade. And the idea here is you're, again, it's kind of like the Rebel Beef. You're running everything slow. You're going for your own engagement. Um, but when you do engage, all those rerolls from Sinker and then the potential locks and ionization from JAG uh, really put your ships in the best position to do a lot of damage uh, to your opposing player squad. Now, the last one that I wanted to look at was, and we have to go down a, a little bit of ways to get to this, um, but it's the old archetype of P3A, and this got 17, so just barely missing the cut. And what you had was Flyboy Poe with Heroic, S-Foils, Jamming Beam, and R4 Astromech, Greer with Advanced Optics Heroic, Lulu with Crackshot and Heroic, and Tally with Advanced Optics and Heroic. Now, a new version of this list looks uh, pretty similar. Um, you've got Poe, uh, Trigger Happy Flyboy, with all the toys now, so Heroic, Ferrisphere Paint, Proton Torpedoes, R4 Astromech, Overdrive Thrusters, Munitions Failsafe, and Black One. Then you've got ZZ Tolo, with Cluster Missiles, Advanced Optics, Heroic, Crackshot, and Munitions Failsafe, Greer with Heroic and Advanced Optics, and Merrill Cobbin with Heroic and Advanced Optics. And again, what you have here is you have four highly mobile ships that can all go around and just put consistent damage. Now, I don't know if they're going to be putting as much damage as um, what you would typically see in the past, but I think this is something that, uh, is, that warrants a look. And of course, I'd be remiss if talking about the past, I didn't talk about the invariable TIE Swarm. So how that looked in the past was Hellrunner with Swarm Tactics, Iden Versio, Del Mico with Swarm Tactics, Gideon Hask in the TIE, Wampa, and an Academy Pilot. Now, what does that look like today? Well, today it could look something like Hellrunner with Swarm Tactics and Crackshot, Mauler Mythal with Tractor Beam, Del Mico with Ion Cannon, Iden Versio with Elusive and Ion Cannon, Moff Gideon with Crackshot, Contraband Cybernetics and Targeting Computer, an ISB Jingoist with Cloaking Device, and another one with Contraband Cybernetics. And again, this was a slightly different style of play then. Um, you could afford to slow roll. Um, you're definitely going to want to keep the TIE Swarm closer together. Um, but man, um, it could pack a serious punch. And I think it's something worth considering. And before I close out the episode, just a couple of uh, little admin notes. Um, the first one is I'm going to be traveling this 
week and into next. So unless I can get off work early tomorrow and uh, get home to record an episode, uh, I will not, there will not be an episode next week. Um, so that means those that are waiting to hear how I did uh, on the latest Gold Squadron event happening uh, this coming weekend are going to have to wait till the week after, uh, regardless, in to hear how I did and uh, what we saw and all of that other fun stuff. Uh, I've just got too much stuff going on, and I don't know if I'll be able to get an episode while I'm on travel. As always, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your continued support. Please consider becoming a patron a patron to support this podcast. Uh, there are different levels that uh, that right now there are no physical prizes, um, but if you do uh, catch me at a tournament, um, depending on which tier you're at, um, there's a reward that goes along with that. Uh, please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me, and I read every one. Also, join our Discord. It's a great way to interact with all of you. Lastly, as you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. And this week's question is, which list from the past are you going to try next? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. Start.